You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Happy Monday to everybody, and first week of NFL is behind us. We'll recap that today. I've got Ricky with me today as well, so we're going to go over reactions from week one and a whole bunch more, a couple of tennis plays at the end of the show, all that are, um, they're all this morning, so maybe I'll give those in the front of the show just to make sure you get them before they start. Smaller tournaments on the tennis side after the U.S. Open finals over the weekend, which was fantastic. Igas Fiontek wins, gets it done, just fantastic. Uh, we did have a futures ticket on her at like plus 250, 225. I have to go back and check, but uh, we, we were able to get something done there. Um, Ricky, good morning. Good morning, Tom. How did your uh how did your first weekend of football go? It was very nice. Was locked in. Um became very apparent I have too much uh stuff going on. I've got a lot to say today. Um <laughs> cuz I've got, you know, the, a bunch of fantasy leagues. We got Survivor, we got uh well, I got two survivors, an entry in the DraftKings um the Pick'em and the DraftKings Survivor. So there's just a ton going on. Yeah, we gotta we gotta break these games down, give some takeaways. But Tom, let me tell you this before we get into anything. I've realized I actually passionately hate fantasy football for the record. Me too. So if if I'm a bit bitter during that segment, just let me say that up front that I, I dislike fantasy football. Next year I'm gonna do everything I can to like get out of a bunch of leagues. I'm in way I'm in too many leagues. I do it every year. I don't enjoy it. It's absolute random. It's just a like there is so little skill that goes into fantasy football. It boggles my mind. Like <laughs> I'm I, with you, man. I want nothing to do with it anymore. I really don't. So I'll be downsizing the amount of leagues I'm in again. I did it this year. I will be doing it again next year. Mm-hmm. We'll probably Good. cut down to like, you know, one of the dynasty leagues that I like doing and then a normal league and that's it. Get me out of everything else. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Between all the, the bets and the fantasy, the pools, this and that, it's a lot. Um, but shall we dive into these games, Tom, and and uh, run through some takeaways? Yes, absolutely. Um, I want to talk about the contest first, though which kind of 
di- relates to the games. But uh, the Pick'em League, I think we, I went three and two. Donnie entered at the last minute. Uh, so Donnie went three and two. I went three and two. How did you do, Ricky? Tom, we're going to have to talk about this off air. Oh, no. But Is it bad? I did not get entered into the DraftKings thing. Oh, my God. And I am not happy about it. Um, had an issue with DraftKings and my account on Saturday when I was trying to get in. Was not able to get it figured out. Forgot about it on Sunday. And uh, now I am I am not a participant. <laughs> Ricky. I'm not. This is I, my legacy, Tom. Like this is the thing I was looking forward to most. Uh, me in, too. So it's a, it's a sore subject with me this morning. Then we'll move I was on. Pissed from... off all day yesterday about it. I should have. I was going to say I should have reminded you, but if I reminded you any more than than I did, no, you did, man. You did. I did my my job. I but tried. three two solid, Tom. That's that's not a bad start. We'll live with that. Yeah, you just you can't have any two win or one win weeks. Well, of course, zero win weeks, but any of those will kill you. You have at the minimum every week you got to be three and two. So I let's think. do this, Tom. Tell me the five picks you went with, and let's start in those five games. Okay. The uh, while I pull this up, though, I'm pulling it up so I can get all of them with the lines. Um, while I was, I had also a survivor entry. And if this shit didn't throw me for a ride on week one of the NFL, <laughs> I don't know what will. This had me up and down and pissed and happy and to a point where I said, oh, my God, what even happens, right? So normally a tie. So, okay, I ended up with the Colts, which we talked about. Normally a tie means you lose survivor in most pools that I've ever been in, a tie means you lose because it's survivor. You must win to continue. That's like the the whole thing. Like you have to pick a winner. It's not don't pick a loser. It's pick a winner to continue. Right. A tie counts as a win in the DraftKings, the million dollar survivor. That is so dumb, Tom, because I took the Ravens and I was – giddy all day because i was like all these idiots took the 49ers the colts they're all out in week one and now the colts people are in the colts people are in on a well at least in DraftKings survivor anyway i'll be curious to see and hear if uh, i was trying to look it up but i couldn't um, if circa the circa survivor if uh what what's up with that if i'm assuming ties count as a loss there but I don't know. But we are alive. We are alive, baby. That's a gift right there for you, man. Yeah. I mean, and that game was just, let's just start with that game while while we're on it. The Colts, they go so up and down versus the Texans here. I mean, this game is all over the place. Colts up 3-0 early in the first, and then they don't score again until the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan looks horrendous. In you know, in the beginning, he turned it around a little bit at the end, but still wasn't a great game. Thirty-two of fifty, three fifty-two, a touchdown and a pick. Jonathan Taylor gets the ball thirty-one times, thirty-one uh, 
rushes and four catches. Just about 175 total yards, 160 on the ground there, and a touchdown. Um, And, of course, over on the Texans, Davis Mills was one of those guys that a lot of people were saying, is he really as bad as we think he is? I'm not so sure he's that bad. 23 of 37, 240, two touchdowns, no picks. Any takeaway from this game? Did you have the same feeling of, oh, maybe the Texans aren't that bad after all? I mean, let's let's call it what it is. The Texans blew a 17-point lead and uh, <laughs> coughed up the game that they had a, a really strong hand on. But, Tom, it's funny just because prior to yesterday, I was looking back at, like, so historically the Colts have been disgraceful in week one going back like 15 years tom so i was thinking i was thinking to myself hold on sorry tom my my computer's making a little noise give me one second um but i'm thinking to myself there's no way that this colts team's gonna come out so flat again here in week one and the biggest takeaway is just that came out flat figured it out a bit in the fourth quarter I didn't think Matt Ryan looked good, um, but ultimately they they skate out of there with a tie. I mean, is that not the most Matt Ryan way to have his first game on a new team? Like how many years with the Falcons did we see just this? Down in the fourth quarter, he throws his way back into the game, just, you know, mad rush to score points. Defense helps a little bit, finally at the end, and then a missed a missed field goal, 41-yard field goal in a dome. Are you kidding me I'm and we'll get into the kicking from yesterday Tom because whew, week horrible. one kicking horrible these kickers Wild. make so much money to kick that damn ball I don't understand what the problem is especially in a dome like you're in a dome dude this is like kicking at the facility I don't like I just don't understand a four and it wasn't even you're asking him to kick a 58 yarder there was a 41-yard field goal. I'm pretty sure there's high school kickers kicking 41-yard field goals on Friday nights. Oh hey, and that's that's the difference between the win and the tie. So you can understand when he missed that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm watching. Because I couldn't watch the game. Don't even get me started on that. Because this year, more than ever, I was pissed off because I don't want to watch Red Zone. I just want to watch the games I want to watch. Like, I have NBA League Pass, MLB TV, Tennis Channel. I can watch every match of every game of every sport that I want. But when it comes to football, the the biggest of all, I can't watch this fucking game anywhere. Like, I can't watch it for real. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you're not a red zone guy. You see all the action. I like Red Zone, but I I want to sometimes I just want to watch the actual game that I want to watch. Right. And I yeah, couldn't. I, I hear you. You got to have be direct TV. You have to have direct TV. They still have the rights to it. But after my research, um direct TV's contract with that is up after this season. Hmm. So cross your fingers that somebody else gets it and we can have a package just like Everything else. Because then they came out with NFL Plus. And NFL Plus is highway robbery. 
mm-hmm. which is like, you know, everything plus uh, all the subscription things. NFL Plus, I'm still not even sure what the point of it is. You can stream on your phone the local game and the primetime games. You can stream them on your phone. Why would I ever do that? So I could stream the Eagles and Sunday night and Monday night football. And it's like 80 bucks a year to do that. And I guess you get to watch the replays of all the games, which is cool. But, man. That I like because for me, Tom, I'm about to go by Wednesday afternoon. I will have watched every single one of these games start to finish every second of it. Um and you need you needed like NFL pass or one of those uh, things to be able to do that. So, well, to be honest, Ricky, this might be good for you because you can watch the condensed versions. So they condense it for you. You know how they just the plays. Yeah, yeah I know what plays. you mean. So you can watch a full game in like an hour instead of you know. There we go. There we go. That I'll might actually check that work out. for you. Yeah. There you go. Tip of the day. That's what you like to do. So. So the Colts, you get bailed out. You're alive and you're survivor. What? What's the next game? What a rush! It's been a long time since I felt a rush like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then the five entry, the five picks that I had for the contest were the Ravens, who won twenty four to nine. They were seven and a half point favorites in the contest. So real quick on that game, biggest takeaway, Tom, was the line came back down to six and a half prior to kickoff. Mm. Um, so we didn't end up getting really great closing line, uh, value there, but they handled business as we thought. I think that game kind of went exactly as we, uh, saw it going. Yes. Never a doubt. Just blow them out. That that was exactly what we saw. But Ricky, the, the reason those moves are so important on like Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday morning, but like, that's when the limits at these places are the highest. So what you want to do, and this is the this is the pro tip of the day. This is the tip of the day. You need to know where the sharp books, where their line sits. And what I mean by the sharp books are the books that are actually going to take some, some serious bets. Circa will take some serious bets on the weekend for NFL. Like the places that are going to take the big bets are the places where the sharpest people are going to bet. Right, mm-hmm. that intuitively makes sense. So a place like Circa, it's always good to know where their line is at because if they don't move to six and a half, if they stay at seven, but other books kind of move to six and a half, I'm not as like red flag about it as if Circa moves to six and a half, everything else stays at seven. That might trigger, oh my god, that the Jets are are getting bet heavily and for a lot of money. Yeah, I, Tom, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out that that little move, despite it only being like a half point. I was like, all right, well, is it the running backs being out? Is it the weather? Are they expecting the scoring to be down? Um, and yeah, I, I just, it was weird. But regardless, like you said, I like that. Check the, check the sharp books. Um, keep an eye that way. Because it can really be telling what's why it's moving. Like, you know, the DraftKings and the 
Ben MGM, they're not going to take like serious dollars on this stuff. But that's a win. So you, you took the seven and a half in the competition, correct? Yep. yep. So that was a win. Good. Um, one of the more heartbreaking, well, two of the heartbreaking games here. Jaguars plus three and a half against Ugh. the Commanders. That was, I mean, I had a lot on that with, you know, this pick and all the money line picks that I've been adding all week. The happy hour show, I had them. Uh, I bet them, you know, money line spread contest every which way. They had it, Tom. They do what the Jaguars do best. One note on that game, Carson Wentz did everything he could do to throw that game away again. Two crucial picks. He ends up scoring the game-winning touchdown, driving him down the field, Tom. But that is the same Carson Wentz that we always thought he was. And, you know, the the worst thing about it was I really got upset watching him celebrate at the end. Like, I don't know why that made me so angry, but it just really, like, pushed a button. Watching him, like, smile and wink at his sideline and do a little fist pump, I was like... Wait till he comes to Philly, Tom. That will end real quick. Yeah, you're going to be crying. And uh, congratulations, you beat historically like the worst football team of all time <laughs> in the Jacksonville Jaguars, who haven't done anything right in, I don't know, since I've been alive. But that, Tom, I see, I think that was a good bet that didn't work out. They had every opportunity to win that game outright. Um, Butterfingers for the receivers, man. There was a lot of times at the goal out, like where they were dropping passes on them and yeah. So what else you got? So on that, that was a note, loss. On that note, before we move on to the next game, you talk about dropping passes at the, you know, on the goal line, whatever. Um, I stumbled across, and, you know, I know who these guys are, which is Pro Football Focus, PFF. Like, everybody knows who they are. But I didn't realize that they had such in-depth statistics on their oh, site. yeah. I don't know why I just discounted PFF as like not a not a serious um, an elite, elite resource in the NFL. Yeah, so I just for whatever reason I that was in my head and I had like every time I would go to gather stats for all the projects that I was working on like I just ignored PFF. So I'm like, "Oh, they just do articles and it's not it's not like that." You know, I'm like, yeah, sure, I can pull stats, but, like, whatever. Ricky, I immediately signed up for the, the premium thing so that I could get all the all the stats here. There's there some go. great stuff in here. We should we should uh, talk off air to make sure we're not double paying for the same shit, Tom. But, uh, <laughs> I yeah. think we probably are then. Because <laughs> this is just wonderful. One of the things that uh, is not released for next week, for last week yet, because it's Monday morning, super early. But they will show drop percentages, and they'll show some other interesting stats about the, the, the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And that is super interesting. One of the things I was looking at for last year, and I talk about this all the time, turnovers, how important turnovers are. Well, they have a stat, turnover-worthy plays. Turnover-worthy percentage, play percentage. What percentage of the plays should have been a turnover? 
Because how many times do we see quarterbacks or just defensive players, anybody drop stuff that they should have caught and vice versa, catch things they shouldn't have? So I thought that's a really yeah. telling stat. I'll be curious to see what it says for week one, you know, just based on what you just said, to see if that actually holds up or not. Because that's where you find the opportunities, Ricky, right? Oh, yeah. Like, your eyeballs say this, but the numbers actually say this. Like, if you said, oh, like, he had, he, they dropped so many passes for him. He played so much better than, like, than the stats show, blah, blah, blah. But then you pull up the stats and you say, wait a second. By the numbers, my eyeballs were wrong. I'm so glad you just said that because... That's one of the most important things, Tom, I think, is just cross-referencing that your eyes are actually correct. You know, like, you may mm-hmm. think one thing, but when you dive into the numbers, you may be like, oh, you know what? It, it just seems like, but actually, he was pretty efficient in this particular situation. Um, so I like that. I like that, Tom. Like, from last year, here's one that you may not intuitively think about, but the... Um, turnover-worthy plays. Jimmy Garoppolo actually led the league in turnover-worthy play percentage. Intuitively, you wouldn't think that. You think of Jimmy G as kind of like old steady, right? Just over-reliable. He's not great. He's not horrible, but he's good enough. And Speaking of old steady, Tom, steady picks went 12-1. and one. From Friday through Sunday. Oh, boy. 12 and 1. Wow. That's a weekend. That sure is. And just uh, the the plays they had, Eagles money line was maybe the way to go. A lot of juice there, but Eagles money line. Dolphins, I think, are the only one that lost. Dolphins won. Dolphins won. Um, Uh, Yes, they did. And I would love to dive into this game for a second, Tom. The Dolphins. Because this Dolphins Patriots game was a game that I was really glued to. Yeah. I really liked the Patriots in this matchup. Yes, and you did. here's the thing the score is 20 to 7, and it didn't seem very competitive. But when you really break this game down, Tom, the Dolphins, like I'd argue, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They got a defensive score, two field goals, and they got this nonsense play right before half where they went for it on like fourth and eight. Patriots weren't set. They scored a touchdown literally like on a broken play, essentially. So aside from that, they held the Dolphins like high-powered offense to essentially nothing. The issue with the Patriots was that kind of what we feared with Josh McDaniels being gone. The offense looked really just shaky. You know, the the play calling, I don't know. It it didn't look great. It didn't look great. And now Mac Jones has a back injury. So just tough, tough opening day for the Patriots, man. What did we think about um, the effect of Tyreek Hill? He had eight receptions, 94 yards. No touchdowns. Jalen Waddle was the only one who caught a touchdown. What did we think about his effectiveness? You watched a lot of the game or you followed a lot of it. How do we feel good. about that? He was good, but Belichick did a really good job 
holding him in check. You know, he didn't break the game open. That's what I'm. That's what I mean, Tom. Is I think a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, the Patriots suck," you know, and not really dive into what really happened here because for the Patriots defense to hold the Dolphins scoring down the way they did, I think it speaks wonders about the team. Like, I'd be curious to know if lines are open next week. Like, I, I the Patriots are a team I'm looking at early. Um, I think they'll be value. So let's just take a look at that real quick while we're on it. Um, who do they play next week? Let's see here. They play the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you have in Pittsburgh? Give me a guess as to what you think that line is. Patriots at Steelers. I'm putting so you on the TJ spot. TJ Watts here. out. Yeah, um, TJ Watts out right man. now. And so is uh, get... somebody else on the other side of the ball. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Najee. What ended oh, Najee got hurt. Yup. With those injuries, I would guess maybe. I would guess Pittsburgh's laying maybe two and a half. The Patriots are laying one and a half on the road as of right now. Oh, man. Interesting. That's it. That was it. Because normally your gut is is pretty darn close. Like, it's been a while since you've been more than, I'll say, a point and a half off of a line when I ask you this. Going back through last season when I asked you this a lot, like, I think maybe once all last season were you off a game by a point and a half. And here yeah, you're I'm like, shocked, Tom. Yeah, your gut's I'm way actually off. really surprised that uh, they're road favorites. I think that might be a bit of an overreaction on the the TJ Watt injury, but Pittsburgh's very good at home. I didn't what did you think of Trubisky? Did you watch any of the game? Yeah, I thought he was fine. Like I mean he didn't knock my socks off, right? But I thought he got the job done. I thought it was fine. I'm excited to see him in game two. Yeah, like they didn't do a whole lot on offense, truthfully. They this was a defensive game for the Steelers, but I think it takes a little time with a new QB in an, on a new team. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not going to be betting that one early, Tom, but getting back to the original point, I think the Patriots defense played really well. Um, so worth noting moving forward. And then my next play in the contest was Panthers minus two and a half against oh. the Browns. That's a tough one. Panthers end up losing 24 to 26. Browns win. And oh, this was just really back and forth game. I don't think I ever really had like, like looking back on this, I probably should have changed this last minute. Um, Just because the real line got so wonky and flipped again, moved back and forth. Like I probably should have just gotten out of this game altogether. The good news is, though, Ricky, on my actual betting, we actually middled this game. You remember talking about it last week? We bet uh, way back when, June, we bet Panthers plus three. And then I actually bet the Browns plus one and a half, um, you know, last week on the show. Poor Baker, man. 
Did you see how deflated he was when they made that kick? Yeah. He yep. wanted that game so bad, Tom. So bad. But, yeah, that was a tough game from, like, a competition betting angle. I didn't really want any part of that one, and it played out exactly like that, one of those games. Yeah, it did. Um, Because when it got to one and a half, I was like, it's just too many points for Cle- Like, people are really not realizing how much other talent the Browns actually have outside of missing, you know, their biggest piece. Still going to be able to run that football is what we saw too. Yeah, Nick Chubb had a great man. game. 22 great carries, point. 140 yards. Just awesome. They ran the ball so well. Meanwhile, Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Not uh, not great. And then they're getting all these other guys running the ball. Dante Foreman had a couple of carries. Hubbard had a couple of carries. They were running the ball with DJ Moore once. I'm like, just give, stop being, you know, that's five more carries that McCaffrey should have had <laughs> in my mind. Very odd usage for McCaffrey in that game. Uh, I don't, I hope that's not what's to come of him. Uh, but yeah, Tom. Um, what next if- game. Yeah, we'll keep going. Next game. Ra- uh, Raiders at the Chargers. We had the Chargers minus three and a half. That looked like a surefire winner the whole time until towards the very end. Raiders started chugging their way back. Anything- Derek Carr, man. Couple costly turnovers. Yeah. And what else is really, you know, that's kind of the feels like what he does. Sloppy with the football. I mean, I think he might have had three picks, at least two. Uh, he did have three. 22 for 37, 295, two touchdowns, three picks. See, that was one of those games too, Tom. We talked about this on the show. It was going to come down to like a play, and it did. It came down to that two-point conversion. Whether they got it or not, that was going to be the difference in the spread, and they did not get it. Therefore, the Chargers cover. But that game, I think played out almost exactly as most people thought, you know, like no, no surprises there. Would you agree? Um, I actually think based on some of the numbers and what I saw, like if you asked me what team yesterday impressed me the most, I would still say the chargers. I would say the chargers. They look good. No, I don't think that's because intercept, like they won the turnover battle they didn't allow a single sack. They didn't get sacked one time, and they get, they got they got to Carr six times. Herbert is really good, man. Herbert's numbers in this game, 26 of 34, 279, three touchdowns, no picks. Move the ball Keenan around. Allen. Look at all these dudes who have two catches, three catches, four catches. It's out of control. There's, oh, they there's had three QBs, Tom, that I believe are like elite in, in that top, top tier of like they can do what other people can't do. And those three guys are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. Those three guys, man, between the arm talent, the ability to run, and their high IQ, they're special. 
those three. Justin Herbert threw the ball. Nine different guys had more than two catches. Nine different guys. I mean, there's people getting catches here I've never even heard of. Hopefully the the Keenan Allen injury isn't too bad, so he won't he won't be uh, without his his top guy. But yeah, they got a lot of weapons there, Tom. A lot of, a lot of good receivers. And then the final game was one we were kind of consensus on: Vikings against the Packers. Vikings plus one and a half in the contest. What they end up closing at? They closed at uh, minus one and a half uh, for in you know the real market. One and a half, two-ish, somewhere in there. This um, was the easiest pick of the week. Yeah, it felt like it, didn't it? I mean, like, yeah. This this was one of those A plus B. Like, you just had to <laughs> walk through it. The, the Packers were not going to hit the ground running with all those changes and missing pieces on offense, and that's exactly what happened, Tom. Um, easy pick here. So... Of all the games, of all the teams that have played yesterday, which team has impressed you the most? And I'm not asking what team do you think is the best in the league. I'm asking, heading into week one, which team was better than you thought they were going to be? I mean, we didn't even touch on the Saints, the Saints and the Falcons, which ended up being a close game. Chiefs and the Cardinals. Chiefs just blew the doors off Arizona. Giants win outright, by the way. We cash a Let's plus pause. 210 Let's ticket. pause on Giants, Tom. Because Saquon fucking Barkley is back. He is <laughs> back, my man. I, I I mean, joyous isn't even the word to just see that guy in space after the last two to three years that he's had. Man, was so good to see. And the coach for the Giants, Tom... He throws his balls on the table at the end of the game. He goes for two. He gets it. And then a missed field goal, and they win the game. I think that's the team that I had the most concerns about in terms of, like, is Brian Dable going to make this work? And through week one, it seems to have – seems to be at least drastically in the right direction. And here we go with our uh, division winner ticket. Yay, yeah, there we go. Not too early, but hey, that's kind of what we thought might happen. Um, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, also, Tom, just to rattle off a couple other games, the Eagles win a dogfight, 38-35. Offense looked great. I thought the defense looked, like, awful, awful. Any takeaways for you there? Um, I'm going to answer my own second question because I wanted to ask you what team what team did better than you thought and which team was worse than you thought. And I'm going to say the Eagles, even though they won, they're up there on my list of teams that were worse than I thought. Because that defense, you will not win football games playing like that. Like, yeah, you'll beat the Lions, but you are not going to beat many football teams with a defense like that. And it was just very painful to watch that. Hurts, 18 for 32, 243, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, 
They ran the ball well. He ran one in. A.J. Brown was a big story. I thought he played fantastic. He looked great. But this defense, man, they were really scary. I have big-time concerns with that defense. On the the very first drive of that game, when Detroit ran it right down their throats and scored, Tom, that's the O-line. I know we've talked about it a lot on the show and in the happy hour. Mm -hmm. You saw it on that drive. Those those boys are maulers. Um, So, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not defending the Eagles' defense, but that O-line really is a problem. Uh, It's going to be a problem for teams that don't have the defense to be able to hold up because, I mean, a lot of high draft picks on that line. So back to my initial question. Which team in the league was better than you expected them to be? Like who impressed you the most? I'll say the New York football Giants impressed me the most because I had the most concerns about them. It didn't go their way early, but they got it done. Yeah, they're up on my list, too. That impressed me the most. Um, But I think I'm going to go. My answer to this question, like the Steelers could be an answer, but people thought pretty highly of them going in. Like they were, you know, they were an underrated team. Um, I think my answer is going to actually be the Minnesota Vikings. The only reason I wouldn't say them, Tom, is just because I thought they were really good already. But I could definitely see why you're highly impressed with that team. I mean, I thought they were really good too. But at the end of the day, how many years in the last you know four seasons have I thought they were really good also? And then they go to showdown with the Packers and they get killed. And they just can't. Like To me, it felt like, a, oh my gosh, we can actually beat the Packers. Kind of a moment. Um, so I don't know. I, I think... I think I'm in on the Vikings. This is their year to, to defense look good too. Yep. So I'm going to say they impressed me the most. What about the least? The least team that I thought was, yeah, impressed me the least or performed way worse than I had going into the season. Oh, that's a tough one. I've been thinking about this to see what, you know, what I want, like, you could say Cincinnati, but I was already kind of low on them heading into the season. Um, Can you believe, Tom, just quickly, Joe Burrow had like five or six turnovers, yet was still in prime position to win that game multiple times. It. Is that unbelievable? It's crazy. It's crazy. Turnover battle really does matter, but this week it seemed like you know two of the teams just defied that. Didn't matter for them. I'm going to say the team that I was the least impressed by is going to be the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals just got the doors blown off by by the Chiefs. And uh, I really wasn't expecting that kind of just total domination. So maybe the Cardinals? Is that a crazy answer? Maybe the Cardinals? No. I mean, gosh, Patrick Mahomes looked really good. Really good. Um I'm not a Kyler Murray guy, Tom, is what I'm realizing. Something about him, I just get this, 
I just feel like he's like not a winner. He just gives off like this I don't care type. I don't know. I'm I'm not a Kyler Murray guy. I don't I don't find myself rooting for him very often, but even the touchdowns that he got, I know you don't like the garbage stats. Well, they were garbage stats. When this game was like close and competitive, he did nothing. So I don't I don't think that's crazy at all. The the team that I challenge you to consider with them in terms of uh poor performance would be the 49ers. Hmm. The only thing with them, Tom, the weather was a factor. So maybe that had something to do with the sloppy offense, but I've been saying all along I don't know about Trey Lance yet. I'm not ready to, to like get behind all this hype and you know, 10, 19 to 10, they score 10 points. They lose to the Bears, who are in full rebuild. I don't know. Not impressive. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I got no problem with that evaluation. I think that's very fair. And uh, they did not look good. No, they didn't. That's another popular survivor pick at... Uh, I mean, to me, you were crazy to take them as the survivor pick. Like, truly, you were insane to take them. Right? I said it on that happy hour. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Upset alert. Like, I think most people landed on, like, I don't know. Colts, Colts, Ravens, Broncos, I think, were the three most popular. And the Broncos obviously still play tonight. Um... I thought the Bengals maybe got a little bit of love, maybe. Probably. Not so much. I'm sure they, they got some. Yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, tonight's game, real quick, Ricky, do you have a pick in this one? Broncos, Seahawks, Broncos laying six and a half. This is going to be a fun, fun game to watch uh, tonight with, you know, Russell Wilson returning home and all, all that. So do you have anything in this one? Um, no bet for me. It did get to seven. It looks like at DraftKings. Yeah, it's seven in a couple of places. DraftKings, Caesars, points bet. Um, this is a good example of let's see where Circa is. Circa still sitting at six and a half, minus one ten both ways. Hmm. Which I mean, tells we- me I don't necessarily buy the sevens that are popping up. It's kind of wild to think that. Geno Smith and the Seahawks are going to like keep this close, but Seattle's just one of those places where it's hard to play. You know, it's, it's hard to go in there and play. It's loud. The, the 12s are real. So I don't, I don't want anything to do with this game, Tom. And are we really sure that, um, that Russell Wilson is just going to show up and be an all-star for a brand new team? Yeah, like it it could take some time. We're we're seeing that with these new offenses. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Uh Ricky, we appreciate it very much. It's always nice talking some NFL with you. Well, appreciate you having me, man. And oh, tennis plays. Three tennis plays today. Um two of them are tomorrow. 
One of them is today. Starts in a little over an hour. So you got to get this in right away. Joan Zuger against Eugene Bouchard. Bouchard. That's plus 100 on Zuger. That's at uh, plus 100. That is starting soon. Then two for tomorrow. Katarina Bandel against Donka Kovinich. Bandel plus 105. I think you can do a little bit better than that now. And then um, Ekaterine Gorgozi. G-O-R-G-O-D-Z-E. Ekaterine Gorgozi. We've been getting so many messages, Tom, on uh, through the Instagram asking for the tennis picks. Oh. So make sure you uh, you send those babies in. Will do. Will do. Appreciate it, everybody. And, uh, yeah, two of those are tomorrow, once today. I'll try and tweet the one out right now at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. Hopefully people catch it. Uh, SteadyPicks Radio, wake up and wager. Ricky, appreciate you. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you so much. But she-